Welcome back to Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. I'm your host, Mr. Old School. And before we get to the panel this week, let's get into the contact information. OldSchoolMovies2 at gmail.com or email address oldmovies.net. And I got to turn my phone off. Hashtag OSATM for any comments or questions for the panel. This week's panel, of course, we got Mr. Heavyset. Yeah, it's about time we did a show. And what the listeners won't know is you haven't produced the previous two episodes that they've heard before this as we're recording this thank you for breaking the fourth wall once again heavy set and you're breaking the fourth wall stop breaking the fourth wall yeah Yeah, i've been i've been i mean there's no excuse for the year end because it's fucking march so i just have to eat it at just bad me uh the last two weeks i did 80 hours of overtime and i literally am mentally broken but i will get the year end episode out this evening uh, well, a week ago, if you're listening to Hopefully. this, and then mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, it's happening. It's like I'm I, that. That's my absolute. If I don't re- release that this day, I will just jump out the window and die. Uh, I'm done. Forget it. No, uh, no suicide. I will release it. I don't know. I so, kill myself. So, It'd be kind of weird. But <laughs> so you worked all that overtime. So that's like what five dollars American after you're done. Uh, no, it's around six fifty. I think <laughs> like yeah, after tax and all that stuff, around six fifty American is true. Maybe I may be able to get a couple of uh, cherry cokes when we cross the border. And uh, nice. Yeah, a try the, yeah, try the orange vanilla coke. What? Hold on, what? I haven't had it yet, but there's uh, it's definitely gonna be a flavor that's not gonna last long. But it's orange vanilla coke is like the new like gotta try it. Carp, do you still have hookups? Because <laughs> I need to try this. Speaking of which, we have Carp. Oh, Carp. Hey, what's on? What's up? Speaking of shows that get edited, I'll be inside 34 is out, and probably 35 by the time you hear this. 37 and 30. Yeah, actually, prob- we're probably two, uh, we, we may be on our 50th episode anniversary at that point. <laughs> uh, and uh, old school jump out your windows cheating since you live in a semi-basement. <laughs> so... <laughs> I Why are you breaking think, the fourth wall, man? I don't think you're going to die. Why are you die. breaking the basement wall? I mean, I don't know what floor you are in the new building uh, in the office. And you might be like that dick in Chicago who's like, do watch me bounce Andy off the window. Do not where I moved to, please. I didn't. Do not, do not tell Andy. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Don't tell Andy where I moved to. I, I, worst you case, son of a bitch. Because <laughs> I think he's going to finally be able to afford the gas to drive to Montreal, I'd say this year. So he's going to be looking in the old building for me. So let him keep looking there. Which uh, they're still renovating. So who knows uh, if that building will even be accessible at that time. Cart, speaking yeah. of vanilla Coke, guess what I tried from Tokyo Treat, heavy set? Uh, oh, God. Um, was it the, not the orange, a raspberry Coke? So the first month I got to try their equivalent of Yoohoo, which is fucking amazing. Have you yeah. Ever, do you remember Yoohoo? Did you ever have that? Yeah. Well, Yoohoo was like my my shit back in the day. I don't know what ever happened to that, but I just have a nostalgic, nostalgic fucking attachment to it. And I know it's like not real milk, or I don't even know what the fuck it's made of. But it's oh yeah, it's still amazing, so good. And so that was the first month. And this month, uh, just this weekend, I was able to try peach coke. Okay. Yeah. We that was the one. I had peach coke through. Tokyo Treat. Uh, then recently here in the States, it's like a signature series they're doing. There's like four, or not four, three different kinds of Cokes. There's Mexican Coke, which you can get a lot of places. It's kind of big. Huh? <laughs> no, uh, that would be original Coke. No, it's, it's like the, it's, I think the sugar content's a little bit different. It's a little bit, I think it's a little sweeter. And then the other two, which you can get Mexican Coke a lot of places, but the other two are raspberry Coke. 
and a peach coke. It's good. And then they all all three of those come in glass bottles. And, and is it me or it just tastes better in a glass bottle for some reason? It does. Every year around Christmas, I always buy a either the four pack now with the Mexican Coke or I get a six pack of the smaller bottle glass Cokes. And yeah, it's it's the shit. I don't know what it is or why, but it tastes better out of a glass bottle. All right, let's get into news this week. How about a Coke Icy? Yeah, how about a Coke Icy? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Oh, side note, side note. We recently got at our local Cinemark Theater a new Icy flavor, which they haven't like introduced a new one in quite some time. It's not only just been the Coke, Blue Raspberry, and Cherry, which I'm, I'm fine with that. But they ha- now have a coffee-flavored, which to me, this is what it tastes like. If you remember, and oddly enough, I just watched a video talking about this. Well, I don't even know if this hit Canada, where there was coffee Coke for a while. I don't remember this. Carp? No, we never had that. No, that was early to mid-2000s. It's Yeah, it's because it, they were trying to compete with energy drinks. So they tried that. Yeah, it was it was okay. It's, I'm a sucker for wanting to try something new, so I tried it. But something that I'm getting all the time, it, it wasn't. But when I tried the the coffee one, I'm like, oh my god! Like this is kind of what it tastes like. I, you know, I, I have like iced mochas. That's as close as I. But to add Coke to it, mm. I'm not sure if the if the coffee icy was supposed to taste like it, or it was where the Coke used to be, and it's been in, like, the Coke flavor had been there for so long that's going to take a while to get that taste out of there. But yeah, to me, it had like a weird balanced flavor that I really enjoyed. Yeah, cool. That's that's the only thing I get jealous of. You guys always get the new fucking shit, and we we very rarely get anything off the wall in terms of like the big box office or the uh, the big manufacturers like Coke, McDonald's, whatever. The, like, we didn't get the the Szechuan sauce thing. We just got. A- I still have them in the cupboard. Oh, you do. Just, okay. I am just horrible. I've always been horrible at sending shit out, dude. I'll pay the postage if you can send it out, man. That would make my year. I want to try. It's that. just. It's just getting it out because I'm horrible. Like, literally, I have a pop figure that I was supposed to give Biohazard years ago. I still have never sent it to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, Eyewitness News. Back, back to you, fuckers. fuckers. Yeah, thank you, sir. Chris Helmsworth to play Hulk Hogan in Biopic. Now, before I get into this Dark Horizons article, I recall very faintly Hogan being asked, like, off the cuff a couple of years ago. I don't know if you guys remember this. If they would ever do a biopic with him, who would he choose to play him? And he actually picked Chris Humsworth. Do you guys recall that? Nah. No, nah, I don't recall that at all. Chris Humsworth will play wrestling superstar Hulk Hogan in a Netflix biopic from the Joker director Todd Phillips and writer Scott Silver. Hogan was a fixture in pop culture in the 80s as part of the World Wrestling Federation, parlaying his championship-winning moves into... Forays in movies, television, endorsements, and games. Hogan's personal conflicts, however, overtook those inside the ring, including a sex tape scandal and years-long lawsuit that precipitated the end of Gawker. But the film won't deal with those years and focus only on a rise of the origins of the Hulkster and the Hulkamania phenomenon. Deals are closing with Netflix and the film, which Phillips, Helmsworth, Bradley Cooper, Eric Bischoff, and Michael Sugar Spotlight will produce. I don't know if this is possible to do it justice. I mean, it just, he never seemed like a guy who you can really replicate without it seeming like over the top and cheesy. I don't know if Helmsworth can do this. And I get why they're, they're staying away from the, the controversial shit, but that's kind of the stuff that I'd be interested in. Although, I don't know, like a biopic set in the eighties with his kind of historical stuff. 
Yeah, again, they're gonna probably play with the facts a little bit, but it, as a Hulkster fan, I'm gonna go see it for sure. I just don't see Helmsworth in that role. Maybe makeup and like some early images of him in that role can convince me. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think I'm uh, off base here? Do you think that he can actually pull this off? Heavy set. I think one of the biggest things with this movie is that there's a lot of people just doubting it right off the cuff. A lot of wrestling fans that I've heard just they're just like, oh, I don't I don't know if this is going to be good. And I, I don't know what it is when like when movies get announced, people just want to make judgments immediately. And I think a movie can be really good and done really well on him if the right people are behind it. I'm not just talking writers and directors. I'm even talking about, you know, a makeup artist and all that kind of stuff to where where we can get him, Chris Hemsworth to be believable as Hulk Hogan. And I think this has the potential of being good, but I'm going to reserve a lot of my judgment until the first trailer, because that's going to tell you a lot about a movie. Like, you know, we're going to talk about a movie later about, you know, a wrestler that came out. And I don't remember there being like a lot of, you know, fanfare about the movie before it came out. Or um, I should say when we were getting like announcements about stuff, but we've, I mean, as wrestling fans, we've known this movie was coming out for years. So now it's it's Hogan's turn. There's going to be a lot of nostalgia, I think, for fans who are outside of wrestling. And I think that's why you want to get about the 80s stuff, because that is that's a childhood for for a lot of people. Right. That's I, that's definitely why they're going to target that. Carp, let's get your two cents on this. No, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm just wondering what the supporting cast is going to be like. Now, are we talking when Hogan came up and took the title off Sheik? Are we talking prior to that when he was like in the... I, I can't remember. I mean, it's too far back because I just remember, you know, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, 24 inch pythons. His kind of origins early. Well, it's going to be like training with Hiro Matsuda, um, early 80s, like AWA and fighting Nick Bockwinkle and then having his issues with, you know, uh, the Vince McMahon senior regarding the Rocky three stuff. I think it's going to be in that era. And then once he like becomes huge in Hulkamania, then they'll kind of drift off. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'd, it'd be funny if we saw like somebody playing uh, the Pawfos or, well, I should say Macho Man and the Genius. Like, yeah. It depends on how far the storyline is. And like Heavy said, you get the right makeup people, you get the right like supporting cast to, to show the actors like this is what you do. Almost like how they have Chavo on Glow to teach the girls actual wrestling. You would have to kind of have the same thing. So oh, it makes sense. Um, so, yeah, we got. Three curious uh, wrestling fans here. And, uh, I mean, it's a Netflix movie, so it's not going to cost us that much to watch it. And Netflix has come up with really good properties very recently. So I think they could pull this off. I'm just – I would – again, I would have to see Helmsworth in the makeup and, you know, all jacked. He's already jacked, I guess, for most of these movies. But he's going to have to get really fucking jacked for the – actually, he's going to have to put on, like, some gut weight with the arms to really – I don't know if they're going to use prosthetics or whatever, but we'll see. All right, let's get into the movie reviews of the week. You want to do the uh, side-by-side there, Heavy? All right, let's start off with Glass. Heavy, go ahead. All right, Glass. I I had a review going into this and knowing, like, what to expect from it. And I I think it's pretty much spot on. If you like Unbreakable, if you like Split, this does go along those lines but this for as far as what i see this is the end of the trilogy and i think split was better it's a classic case of a, a third movie 
kind of falling a little short, but it, it was still fun. Um, actually, I have to pull up my rating because it's been so long since I've seen it. While you're pulling up that rating heavy, uh, can somebody who has not seen Split go see Glass if they've seen Unbreakable? I I want to say I don't know. Okay. Because I, there's, there's aspects of Unbreakable and there's aspects of Split that are both thrown in there. Like the... The female lead from Split, Anya Taylor-Joy, you don't really know much about her backstory from just Glass. You need to have seen Split. And I, it definitely doesn't hurt to watch both movies. You might be able to go through blindly because they might somewhat explain stuff. And the cool thing that I want to throw out that they did is Bruce Willis's character has a son in Unbreakable. They got the exact same actor to play that character older obviously yeah so i thought that that was really cool to actually be like well let's just age this with time and boom put him in there adult so it's fucking believable i gave it three and a half out of five i think i gave split a four and that's where i kind of felt like this like fell a little bit short of split still a, a fun movie the ending a little bit of a twist, like and like Shyamalan does, but they actually close to the end made me think like, oh my god, there's gonna be a fourth movie. But the way they they put the final bow on, it's like okay, that you're basically letting the end be, you know, subject to the viewer, and there won't be any more. So I'll just leave it at that. But three and a half stars for me. All right, Carp, let's get your review on Glass. I had higher expectations going in, which left me kind of disappointed at the end. Uh, I found McAvoy did not do nearly as good of a job in this one as he did in the last one. I found his, you know, constant change of character acting in Split was a lot better. You know, uh, the twist was like, I was kind of not surprised. I figured something like that was going to happen. What I did find amusing was going into the cinema. It's like, if you're susceptible to epilepsy, please do not see this film as you will have a seizure. (laughs) Just like Neon Demon, because there's some bright blinking lights at some points. Mm. I like the unbreakable universe idea. I don't like how they closed it. So I think it could have been better in the end. I know I went with our friend Watsuki. He really enjoyed it. I told him I felt a little disappointed at the end. That's me, though. So uh, I would only give it like a two and a half out of five. Uh, For me, would you recommend that I see Split first? Uh, I would recommend you see both Unbreakable and Split if you haven't. Okay, I've seen I've seen Unbreakable. And if you don't recall Unbreakable, then you may want to see it to kind of get a refresher. Okay. I would I would recommend to see Split no matter what. Like being this far on that movie, that I thought it was really good. It was a really, I think, breakout performance for James McAvoy. Okay. The Prodigy Heavy, go ahead. Oh god, the Prodigy. If you listen to this podcast long enough, you'll know I'm not really a big horror movie fan. But the the premise of this movie, without giving away too much is a kid is born at the same time a murderer was killed. And this particular murderer through like some sort of like religion or something like he was able to transfer part of his presence into this new life. And for most of his life, he's still like living as this little kid, but like he still has like these memories and he'll, he'll go back and forth between the kid and the murderer. And the, the mother is trying to like, fix him and try to make him, but try to give to where his boy, her boy is back. Like after she finally finds out everything, not going to say, talk about the ending 
all I'm going to say is that being that a big horror movie person didn't care for it, but I figure this is something that does happen in more horror movies than others. I gave it a two out of five. And even uh, Amanda, when she went to go see it, she was like, not really happy about it. During uh, the body transference, was he all like, Abdu Dambala, give me the power, I beg of you. Like Chucky. No, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> no. Well, now I'm disappointed. Uh, I actually wanted to see it because it looks kind of creepy. But from what I'm hearing, it's kind of a bit of a disappointment in the end. So, I think we were in between seeing this movie and the Lego movie, too. And both didn't have favorable uh, reviews. I think Lego movie two had more favorable, but there's a lot of people that I had heard from that was just like, it's okay, but they didn't do one enough justice. And like, they kind of took a little bit of the fun out of it. So I, I held back on, I'm going to go see that. So I think either way, and this is, it's just this part of the year. It's like, well, do we either go see this movie or this movie? And both don't have great reviews, but we need to use the cinema shit. So which one do we want to go see? So we chose the prodigy. Carp, let's start with you on Happy Death Day. Half day. Happy Death Day to you, Carp. Well, I mean, technically, Happy Half Day would be Happy Death Day since he is dead. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it was fun. Uh, it was more of sci-fi than horror, like the last one was. Her deaths were a lot more interesting that she was repeating this time. Instead of being killed by the killer, she has to kill herself. To try and uh, resolve the situation. It's, uh, she, she took a couple of pages out of uh, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day for some of her deaths. And they were quite entertaining. I highly suggest if, if you've seen the first one, you're definitely going to want to see the second one. All in all, they're both very fun horror movies. And I can't say enough. I, I enjoy rest, Jessica Ross performance. Uh, the other super pretty brunette, too. Like she has a really funny part, which is very entertaining. Gets a little sappy at some points, as um, I guess a sci-fi movie would be more of than a horror. But hey, if you can look past that, it's uh, it's all in all fun. And uh, go check it out. I gave it a four out of five. Have you said, do you agree with that rating? Not 100%, but I will say that I, it is an enjoyable movie. Me not being a horror movie fan, I still enjoyed both, both versions of the movie. Actually, the first Happy Death Day was the first movie we seen with movie pass. So now one sequel later, we've we're seeing it with something else, but I gave it a three and a half. So it's close, but not necessarily exactly same of as carp. I think I really like about this movie is there's, if I'm correct, there's not really any really big stars at all. Like you watch the movie and you see a lot of these just characters. They, oh, that's so-and-so from this other movie. Oh, that's, and that's why, like, this movie didn't do great on its first week, but I think I looked at the budget and it was like eleven million. And I was like, "Oh, so okay, they they're going to make their money back easily." And it all, this is another movie. I, I don't know about you, Carp. It almost seemed like, "Oh my God, we're going to get Happy Death Day three, But the way they ended it, it was like, "Okay, this is the end." But at the same time, when they did Happy Death Day, the first one, like, there was no like, "Oh my God, they're going to have this cliffhanger," because we, this sequel wasn't even like even ready but they i like how they tied everything together and made had everything made sense the only thing i think they didn't was the end of the first movie was like a couple of days if not longer than that but this movie takes place like two days after the first one so it's like uh, you kind of cut off part of your previous ending but fine whatever but yeah three and a half out of five fun movie like carp said if you like the first one you'll like the second one cool all right 
Let's move on to fighting with my family, and I'll start with this one because I watched this last week. Oh my god, you went to go see a movie. I know, right? Yay! And it was it's an- almost like you have a movie podcast, but I don't know. People wouldn't know that. Okay, Carp, go ahead. To throw some more jabs at me while we're at it. Let's just get it all out right now. Go ahead. Well, I'm not saying it should be old Phil at the movies yeah. or Phil at the movies or Mixmaster Phil at the movies or however you want to say it. But, you know, I'm just saying uh, both trivia games yeah. kind of fill one boat. I am not good. There's two things I'm really not good at. One is trivia and two is spelling. And unfortunately, those two things I've had to endure um, embarrassing moments on podcasts recently. Uh, Heavy, I don't think you listen to All Wine Aside, but if you do, don't, because uh, I came off looking like a giant asshole. All right. I don't know. Did you just do a podcast recently where you're crying in it? Because I did. Oh. Oh, Oh, it's on the Trading Topics Network. Oh, the new... Oh, you uh, came out with uh, Hanging with Heavy? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm going to listen to it. A week ago. I'm going to listen to it, man. It was my favorite podcast on the network before you stopped doing it, so I'll check it out. Uh, At least you can spell, though. All right, so fighting, fighting with my family. I okay. So I took my girlfriend to this, and she had no idea who Paige was, or she she'll watch WWE sparingly with us, usually for the main events, because like I may, I have a really good food spread that's out, you know, and so she, just to hang out or whatever. But she's not a Sounds real big fan. Like What's that? Sounds nothing like you. Yeah. <laughs> w. Yeah. So. She uh, came into it like with no expectations and I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, uh, we had a couple hours to kill and uh, I had a movie ticket and uh, popcorn or whatever from my car dealer who gives me points when I get oil changes and whatnot. So it was an excuse to go to the theater and I'm going to start with my rating. I give it a three. Now, the actress who played Paige, I thought did a half decent job in the ring. I mean... It, she obviously did get some training. She wasn't seasoned, but you know, for an actress to actually do a bit of wrestling and stuff, I thought it was okay. And as a, I put myself in the mindset of a generalist fan and not a hardcore wrestling fan watching this movie, just due to some of the inaccuracies, um, specifically like Paige freezing all the time and not having confidence. I don't think that was the case. I'd never heard of that being uh, an issue. And this st- kind of stuff like Vince Vaughn being a trainer was, uh, you know, like, okay. Uh, I get why they did that. They wanted name recognition or whatever. And I thought he did all right. But seeing stuff like glow and you see more uh, realism for the wrestling, whereas this one was more like Hollywood movie that had some wrestling in it that wasn't for a hardcore fan, wouldn't appreciate it as much, I guess, as like a generalist fan. Um, it was cool seeing Selena Vega playing AJ Lee. And I thought she actually did a decent impression of her, just the, her mannerisms and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. Overall, I came out of it entertained. Um, they had some decent names in it. I mean, obviously, The Rock. It's The Rock's project, so The Rock was in it. And I actually I came in it with no expectations, and I think that benefited me. I left entertained. There were some things that irked me as a WWE fan, but I kind of put that to the side and I enjoyed it. Heavy set. Let's get your review. Uh, I'll throw out my like uh, rating to begin with. Okay. I gave it a three and a half out of five, but as a that's just put just trying to give it a rating as a movie itself. As a wrestling fan, it's going to lose about a half a star to a full star okay. because of all of the inaccuracies in that the of the whole movie, whether. Whether it be some of the smaller ones, like the big scene at the end where Paige beats AJ Lee for the championship, 
obviously that was taped before WWE show that we all know about about a year or so ago. Yeah. So there, there, there was people in the of the crowd wearing like Dean Ambrose shirts, <laughs> like right. newer Dean Ambrose shirts. There was somebody wearing an Apple Watch, and I'm like, no, that, that wrong timeline. I know, like that wasn't a thing just yet. That that's that's on the small scale. But there's also the whole fact of if you are a wrestling fan, her NXT story is not told at all. That part of the movie is fictitious. Everything else, like when it comes to which the movie is called Fighting with My Family. It's not called Paige Goes to WWE. Yeah. So everything it's the real focus is the family. And if you get a chance, go to YouTube, type in Fighting with My Family, and you can watch the actual documentary that was this movie was based off of. So I highly recommend it. I did it like right after I got home. I happened it happened to come up as a suggestion on my YouTube. I'm like, well. I just went to go see the movie. Let's watch this. Still, despite all the inaccuracies, like one I will throw out too, Vince Vaughn's character is a talent agent, and obviously The Rock, everything, like all that whole the shit that happened with her being called up to potentially the main roster was like right after WrestleMania 30. There is a WrestleMania 31 poster in Vince Vaughn's office. That's something that caught my eye. Then later on, they're like. Oh yeah, WrestleMania 30. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, what was that poster doing? That didn't happen until a year later. Yeah. But that that's more of the wrestling fan in me. Like pointing out, uh, technically that's not real. That, that nope, that didn't happen. But yeah, you come you come into some of that stuff. And the coolest thing is, which I don't know if you caught this, Mr. Old School, Paige's brother, real life brother, has a cameo in the movie. Oh shit. Zach is the drug dealer that okay that uh like he was like bald and when the characters act comes up in the in the van tries to get the one kid to come back in and yeah. go back to wrestling and like the bald guy that's he's like oh like piss off blah blah, blah. yeah that's really him oh, so that okay. was the character zach talking to the real life zach so i thought going after finding that out at the end of the movie when they show you these actual footage shit i'm like oh that's pretty fucking cool yeah that is cool yeah, other than, like yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. But the casting was good. Um, the woman they got to play Paige's mom was about as close as you can get for Hollywood. Her dad was played by Nick Frost. The only big difference from the real life version and the Nick Frost version is Nick Frost has a beard, and it seems like Paige's dad at that time, or even maybe now, doesn't. But I think it helped the character look as menacing as he actually was. Other than that, you know. Like I said, if you're a wrestling fan, all the NXT shit is everything there is fictitious. You're just looking, watching it like me going, that doesn't happen. Oh, and did you catch too old school that they named one of the female NXT wrestlers Jerry Lynn? No, I didn't catch it. Yeah, they called they called they called her Jerry Lynn a couple times, and I was like, huh, that's cool. Did you find that the scenes would rock a bit cheesy? I found this like yes. a, yeah, yes, when yes, he was calling the yes, dad, yes. I was fucking cheesy. Well, I guess something like that actually did like. I was watching an interview for them promoting this movie, and I guess The Rock called Paige. Oh, okay. And said, like, hey, you're going to be in Beyond Raw debut, and you're going to win the Divas Championship. Like, that part was real. But I don't think it would necessarily happen, like, as it showed in the movie, but they wanted to cue it in there. But, yeah, it was cheesy rock, but, hey, whatever. If that brought more people to see it or made more people entertained, that's fine. I'm, I'm not harping too much on it. Kurt, but can you pull up the numbers quick? I'm curious how well it, how well it did. Yeah, give me a moment. Yeah, okay. 
what I'm looking at says eight million, but mm, okay. I don't know if that's updated to this weekend because we can get the box office mojo for this weekend. What was the budget? Not that's not one. Okay, but so that's not one on what I'm looking at, so I wouldn't know. So the budget was eleven million, and as of uh, this recording, February nope, March February Jesus third. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's only made it's made fourteen point nine domestic. It hasn't okay. been released worldwide. Okay. I mean, it was also a Sundance film, so all right. So it's, it's like you know, it's low budget. It's gonna make its money back. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like one of the highest grossing Sundance films in a long time. So, and I don't. Think I, I mean, for twenty nineteen. I don't think this movie had a lot of like print for it. Like I don't, I mean, granted they, they advertised a lot, but I felt like it was just more TV and I think it was more with WWE. Like, I think like what you get for bigger box office movies, like those are gonna be like way bigger. This is, I think going to be on the smaller side. Yeah. Yeah. I think they really targeted their ad dollars to wrestling fans. Yeah. The people that would go. Yeah, exactly. So have you said there's an up and coming film that you want to review? Yeah, there's this uh, movie that I happen to catch at my local cinema. There was literally, I think, only three showings for it, and they they only play, had like two days worth. So, like, I got kind of this sneak peek of a movie. It's called, I believe, maybe it's the running title for now. It's called The Wizard of Oz. Uh, okay, hmm. never uh, heard of it. Yeah, so you know, breaking the fourth wall. Yes, I went to go see the 80th anniversary showing, and. I believe just being like a you know movie fan, like the the era that we grew up in, you know the '90s and and all that. There's still a lot of like really big movies that weren't big when I was younger, or like even just as an adult. So I would like to, if I get chances, I go back and see them in the movie theaters. But there's not a dedicated movie theater for that kind of stuff. So you have to wait for those opportunities. Like when we went to go see The Room, you know that was great. Yeah, special, seen- yeah, special showings. Uh, themed nights and stuff at yeah. uh, your local theaters. Yeah, I've seen the Ghostbusters a couple times in the movie theater, and almost every time that will pop up, I will find a way to go just because it's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Godfather's been another one, but this one, when like when I heard about, it, I'm like, oh, like you have to see the Wizard of Oz in the movie theater. So I hadn't, I've I've seen it a handful of times, but I think it's been a little while. So it was fun to watch it in the movie theater. Don't need, really need a rating on it, but yeah. It was one of the things that I spent my, one of my cinema credits on because I was like, well, I got nothing else to see. I think it was I had one more day and then the next day, which was a Monday, my bill was going to renew. So I was like, well, might as well go see The Wizard of Oz. And I got I lucked out because this showing was on a Sunday. I went to go buy tickets in the middle of the week on Tuesday or Wednesday. Of the two showings, one of them was already sold out. Wow. Okay. The, and the other one majority of the theater was sold out except for like the first two rows which were like closest to the to the to the screen so i ended up grabbing two tickets but luckily uh i had my niece's birthday party to go to and it was it was going to start the same time that movie started when i went to go double check to see if oh maybe that first showing a couple seats opened up it fucking happens they added a a second showing in between the two so so i was was like oh great the movie the theater was wide open so I was able to grab some good seats. Still, like it got up was a packed movie theater, but yeah, I'll always say if you get a chance to see a movie like that that you really like, and I think that's what a lot of movie theaters are kind of doing. They're like, okay, yeah, you can go see The Wizard of Oz at home, but there's there's just that experience. So they're they're trying to bring in people, and they only do the a couple showings. Like normally, it's over one on the weekend, one in the middle of the week, 
two showings each time. So yeah, no, that's, it's it's fun. I've seen Back to the Future on the big screen a couple of years ago with Kevbo and really enjoyed it. Question for you: Did was there any audience participation, or was it like were the fans silent, or did people kind of get into it? Uh, here's the thing: This was one of those movies that there there was an official crowd participation but what there was there was like people biased like singing to themselves yeah and i was like i was kind of torn because i was like i want to sit here and watch the movie and i want i want to hear them sing it like i don't want to hear you fucking sing it but i'm like it's an 80 year old fucking movie i can't it's not like the avengers like the week of and like people are being loud and i can complain but i would much rather it not been crowd participation i don't know i just Enjoyed it much more I, that way. Yeah, and it seems like because um, if you obviously, I'm, I'm guessing you've seen Back to the Future, but just like that moment where like Biff gets punched in the face and hits, goes into manure, and that the crowd actually started cheering, and there were some moments where there was some crowd participation in it, and I think there's more of a it's a loose feel to the crowd, like where people will allow it or they'll be more interactive just because it's a movie that people have seen, you know, not once, but maybe even multiple times. So because of that, it's more of the group experience. And I think people are more open minded to that stuff. And I'm actually I actually embrace it. I think it's cool. And uh no, I'm the same with you. You know, like if it's a new movie or something, it's a Marvel or Avengers thing. No, you know, obviously don't talk during it. Don't disturb others. But for something like a Wizard of Oz or a room, obviously in the room, it's a different case where it's kind of like um, Rocky Horror Picture Show where you in, you're expected almost to interact with it. Where this is a little bit different, but I do think it it's fun. It adds this kind of new layer to uh cinematic experience as long as you're not um a dick about you know you're not being you're not trying to make the show but yourself but if you make a, the odd little comment here and there and that kind of stuff or cheer or sing i'm actually okay with it carp what do you think about that no you shut your fucking mouth during movies no matter what <laughs> nazi <laughs> no uh, i mean look i i've harped about it time and time again but about being quiet in a cinema but you know if you're going to Rocky or Picture Show or The Room or you're catching something at a Fantasia Festival or something else, yes, fan interaction I have no problem with. But if I'm going out on a Saturday night and I'm going to see a movie where I expect people to not talk, then don't talk. Yeah. So, Agreed. but, you know, if you're throwing back something old school that pretty much 90% of the audience has seen, probably. Have a bit of fun with it. No problem. I don't give a shit. I've seen Green Book. Um, this is a Mahershala Ali won the. I'm assuming you loved it. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I like you've seen racist. two movies. I've you've seen two, seen movies. two fucking movies. It's it's mind blowing. Well, it's between, a, but that's between the last ten episodes. Yeah, it's well, been like four it, months. Yeah, I was about to say we haven't done an episode in like a month and a half because everything came in the way. I've seen. Yeah, I saw Green Book, and uh, for those who don't know, been living under a rock. Uh, this is. The movie starring um, Hershali, Ali, who won Best Actor at uh, the Academy Awards this year. Also, Viggo Mortensen. Dr. Don Shirley is a world-class African-American pianist who is about to embark on a concert tour in the Deep South in 1962. And he's chaperoned or he's driven by uh, an Italian character called Frank Tony or Tony the Lip Valenoga. And he like he's played by Viggo Mortensen and he's like his muscle, the... Dr. Don Shirley is more of an eccentric type. 
Um, he's very effeminate. He's like, he's a liberal kind of dude. So he's not really, he can't really defend himself in conflicts and physical altercations. So that's what Vigo Mortensen's character is there to do to kind of be his muscle and help him out. And it's, uh, I enjoyed it. I went in there not knowing too much about this backstory, but, um, loved the back and forth between the two characters. I thought Vigo and Mahershali had great chemistry together. And I know there's been some controversy about certain factual, uh, some like facts about the movie that were kind of taken for granted and whatnot. You, you guys know my opinion on that. It's a movie. They're allowed to, uh, go a little bit off script there and as it were to make it more entertaining. It's not a documentary. So I'm okay if they, pl- they, you know, play with the story a little bit to make it more entertaining. I laughed. I thought it was emotional, well acted. Um, informative. Like I left there thoroughly entertained, thought the actors did a great job. I give it a four out of five. We have one more movie to review. It's actually a Netflix movie. Carp, you've seen Polar. Yeah, Polar's uh, loosely based on a graphic novel. Mads Mikkelsen plays a assassin who's about to retire and the bank that he keeps his money in has a thing where they get all the retirement money if the assassin dies before their birthday. 50th birthday so obviously the banker's trying to take him out i said it on our our whatsapp group thing i want to see mads mickelson's character in polar either with or against john wick in a movie (laughs) he does a great job the violence is just crazy over the top comic book style stuff a little sappy in the end which I, i don't think it had to be but it leaves it open for potential sequel beautiful looking women in it uh crazy action if you got an hour and a half to kill one night and you're on Netflix, you want to check this out, I give it a 4.5 out of 5. And Netflix is really stepping up with their movie game, too. I mean, they've come up with a lot of uh, TV shows that I find entertaining. Stranger Things. Very recently, Russian Doll. I really like Russian Doll. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. But uh, they're coming up with a lot of interesting properties. And now they're getting more into this movie stuff. We just recently discussed the Hulk Hogan biopic and, and now this movie. Uh, what do you think the end game is for Netflix? Is really to get be like an HBO and just do their own content? Well, they're not going to just have their own content. I think that would kill them in the end. Yeah, but I can see them having more of their own content versus uh, like more original programming than versus what they have out there. But I mean, they're they're spending up, up the asshole right now, so who knows what's going to happen? Especially in the comedy specials. I mean, they're, they're getting so many comedy original comedy specials and uh seems like every week like i know people complain uh especially on the canadian side that the prices have gone up recently but i mean just for what you get the value is like you you, you can't bitch man i mean you 13 dollars a month for all the content you get and and they are getting a lot better uh original content so i think the i think the value is there all right what's coming up in the next month or the month of march that we're excited to talk about let me pull up the movie list here there's uh, this DC movie about one of the characters called Captain Marvel. Oh, wait. Nope. <laughs> it's going to be their first bomb. It's going to suck. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's another female superhero. Yeah. yeah, so coming out on uh, Friday the 8th is Captain Marvel. And I think uh, pretty much all of us are on the panel and a lot of the listeners are excited to see this because it's going to tie into um the second uh the kind of sequel with Avengers end game end game that's coming up so i'm yep. curious how that ties in or they've been kind of tight-lipped and the trailers aren't revealing too much which is, i think is good uh we don't want to spoil anything 
So uh, I'm guessing it's a yay all around here. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm there. By the time this comes out, I'll probably already seen it. Although, spoiler alert, from what I'm told, there's a Stan Lee thing at the end, and uh, get ready to cry. Uh, to get your tissues ready. All right, uh, coming out the weekend of the 15th, our two uh, wide releases are Five Feet Apart. This is a drama kind of love story with two cystic fibrosis patients. This cystic fibrosis. Uh, two sick kids uh, falling in love, and they can't. They have to be five feet apart because I believe with that disease, um, you die if you're too close to the other person. You catch their AIDS or whatever it is. Um, so that's a nay. Uh, Wonder Park. This is a wide release from Paramount. Hey, you said nay for you. What about me and Heavy? Okay. Uh, heavy I set. Mean, come on. Heavy set. Five feet apart. Nah. Kirk, five feet apart. Oh, definitely. I mean, nothing gets me harder than kids dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, the views no, and not expressed gonna... by the panelists of old school to movies. Um, Wonder Park, R. Carp, is that you? Instead of R. Kelly, R. Carp. Uh, uh. I get it. Uh, okay, Matthew Broderick, Jennifer Garner, Jeffrey Tambor, Keenan Thompson, Ken Jong in Wonder Park, um, Paramount animated movie. Heavy set on your list. What do you think? We haven't done this in a while. Uh, yes. Nay. Um, yeah, I just, when I saw the commercial, I'm like, this looks dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Us, Jordan Peele. Oh, oh, he was the dude from Get Out, right? The director? The director and writer of Get Out okay. and the writer and host of the new Twilight Zone. And he, he was also in that one show. What was it called? Um, um, Bad TV. <laughs> Keenan Peele. Oh, he, he, oh, that's it's the Keenan Peele, Jordan Peele. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, also, I didn't, I didn't know he was in the horror movies. Dude, he did get out. I thought he was like, another oh guy. <laughs> I thought it was another guy. You know, <laughs> just because uh, they they don't all look the same old school. Oh, would you stop it? <laughs> the the thing is, like, he's multi talented. Like, he's also going to be in Toy Story Four. That's awesome. Carp, is this on your radar? It's a twenty million dollar oh, budget. Fuck yes, this looks amazing. If you haven't seen the trailer. Go watch the first trailer now where they start with the song I Got Five on it by Big L. And the song has like a, a beat that they talk about. And they're like, get with the beat. And she starts snapping her fingers. And they slow that down like creepy horror style for the trailer. I'm like, uh, yes, please. Plus Lupita Nyong'o, Emmy uh, Academy Award winning Lupita Nyong'o is going to be in it. So, yeah, that's cool. I mean, a big budget um, horror movie. I, I don't even think it's risky because horror makes money. I mean, it's, it's right now it's tracking at 35 to 40 million opening weekend. Wow. That's cool. I might, I'm, I'm not a fan of this franchise of this uh, genre. I might even check it out. I'm, I'll watch a trailer. I'll let you know. Dumbo coming out on the 29th. Oh, you didn't yeah, dude. Me. What's wrong with you? Heavy set. Well, you got to Do you have to guess? We're going back to that. Cause we uh, have another. That's a yay. Mm, yep. Dumbo, the 29 version live action. With director Tim Burton, who is still making movies, apparently. Um, uh, starring Colin Farrell, Danny DeVito, Michael Keaton. Okay. Big names. Any interest, Carp? If they don't have the old racist singing crows, I don't want to see it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez. I think this is a yay for heavy. Did you call it Dumbo 29 version? 2019. It's, I don't think it's, it... No, it's because you're... Carp, did you hear a teen? Did you hear a teen? I didn't hear a teen. 
I can neither confirm nor deny what I've heard today. <laughs> okay. Dumbo, the 29 version, live action. Yeah, this is a, a yay for me. This is the end of the uh, a month getting being weak. And this is the last month for me. The only thing that sucks is my Cinemia uh, renews on the 28th. So it's going to be the day before this comes out. So this is going to be technically a part of April. Either I have to find a third movie to watch in March, or I'm going to test out the the rollover feature because April's starting off hot. Like just doing a really quick on that. Literally April 5th, Shazam and Pet Cemetery. So that I know that's on my list. Hellboy's in there, but I'm not a. I never watched either of them. I'm gonna suggest checking out the uh, Red Band trailer because it's an actual R-rated Hellboy. So I think it's going to be really good. And then there's this movie coming out in April, like, I don't know, they're probably going to bomb Avengers Endgame or something. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. All right, we'll save that for next month uh, for April's actual releases. But yeah, uh, Captain Marvel for me on my list. Uh, if the girlfriend drags me to five feet apart, I'll have to go, but it's going to be a nay if not. And then... Um, <laughs> You know, the 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 bullshit hesitation in your voice of I want to see this is terrible. (laughs) Uh, Dumbo's a no for me. I I don't know what Unplanned is. I just know it's it's uh, it's about like one of the main directors of Planned Parenthood. So it's going to be an I'm pretty sure it's going to be an anti-abortion movie. Okay, yeah. Okay, Uh, that's going to be it for this week. Plugs, final thoughts, heavy set. Are we going to talk about the new formats of just people now? Yes, new formats. Uh, so we're going to be releasing it monthly, and uh, that'll give me a bit more time to edit, which will be great. Um, once I release the, the next three in the next three weeks, it's going to be a monthly podcast talking about news. Then we'll do um, Heavy's monthly cinema update, and then uh, <laughs> our movie reviews and our upcoming movies for the entire month. We'll just list what we're interested in, big budget releases or even smaller ones. Sure. We're not doing the financials, like. Well, I guess it's pointless well, that's now. The thing. That. Yeah, yeah. Unless, yeah, that, that'd be more a news thing, like oh, if something made you know hundred million or something. We want to discuss it. Well, I do know in April I want to do an Avengers episode again, even if it's me recording and me editing and getting it out within you know a couple hours of recording. Yeah, I want I want to do that because I've it's capitalizing on the success of the movie. People want to talk about it. People want to hear about it. So I agree. Uh, I'll, I'll agree to do that again without an issue. Okay. Spoiler full, spoiler full again. Oh, Absolutely. spoiler. The I agree. Okay. I agree. If you don't. So old school, you actually have to watch a movie within like the first, you know, couple days. So <laughs> well, we'll, we'll make it up. Well, right. old school. How about I talk with uh, Mr. Watsuki and me, you and him. And should your uh, girlfriend decide to tag along, we just go to VIP cinema. Yeah, I think we'd be down for that because she's huge in the Marvel. So I'll uh, I'll go for the drive. I think it'll, I think it'll be worth it. All right. Now the go big ahead. question go is: Is when the fuck are we going to get Carpet Girlfriend? That's like every, everything well, got lined up. We I, got we got fucking old school girlfriend. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> fucking old school has a significant other. Makes no sense. Uh, I was dating somebody during the uh, lull of not recording, and it was actually. <laughs> Uh, Kempo's name? cousin. Oh, you yep. know what the problem was? It's because like Carpenter's like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" She's like, ee! and he's like, "Fuck this, I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> They'd have sex. Uh, yeah, if she did oh, that. He's like, no, I can't, banging, do it, can't do it. I would have. Uh, I would have had to like choke her out or or something. <laughs> that would have been the worst. 
Was that how she orgasmed? Like, nope. All right, heavy set. I'm the only guy in the group who's had sex with two friends, his cousins. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a badge on untapped. Heavy sets. A, Go ahead. That's a badge on untapped. <laughs> the irony because he has to tap something to get yeah. that untapped. Now I got to move up to sisters. So <laughs> <laughs> it sounds more hillbilly than anything. But I that'll, get that'll it. be starting the podcast. By the way. <laughs> um. <laughs> God. Uh, normal everything you know. Wrestling cheers as of this recording tomorrow. But you, you've heard it by now the hundredth episode and you know, it's, it was roughly two years ago. We started the podcast or just re, uh, re relaunch it. Thank you. And, you know, we've gone hundred episodes and we're still full steam ahead. We've been sponsoring shows and we're getting a lot of traction. I've had like companies tell me that they want me to come out and it's not like all over, not necessarily all over social media. One person who runs a, promotion in indiana called black label pro it's like right outside of uh chicago he uh seen me at an aiw show i was wearing a wrestling cheers hoodie and he goes are you wrestling cheers and i'm like yeah and in my head i'm like it's weird just being called wrestling cheers because <laughs> i have i have a personal twitter right and he's like oh yeah you should come to black label pro sometimes i love what you do and i'm like wow that's cool i'm like that i'll try cool, yeah. so that's been going on and it was like somewhat hinted but it's gonna have been it's been out almost a month by now, probably by the time you're hearing this is I did do a special episode of hanging with heavy. I had a lot on my mind after a recent event in my life. And I want, I just literally sat in front of my computer, turned the microphone on and I talked and every emotion that came out, came out unedited. I didn't re-record anything. The only thing I took out was silences like every other podcast I do. I am planning on doing some more hanging with heavy it's not necessarily coming back full time, but there's things that I want to do and they have to be done under the hang with heavy umbrella can't necessarily be done under wrestling chairs. There's some of them that are like, I have one that's like in mind that I want to do. That's a shoot. I mean, just wanting to just talk about things that pissed me off lately and things that I don't like. But there's other, there's a couple ones. Like I want to sit down with a friend of mine that has been like my best friend for a very long time, which fun fact, two episodes from the hang with heavy archives have been deleted. And that's explained on this past episode. Okay. But me and my best friend, I want to do like a one just bullshitting with him. So not coming back full time, but it's going to be like if I have the time because I have an H6 and all that kind of stuff. And I have like things that I just want to get off my chest. You'll be able to find on the Train Topics Network. Other than that, wrestling cheers. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Carp, what do you got? Allbeerinside.com where you can listen to us try beers and be drunken idiots and make old school take shots. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he has to do a few in All Beer Inside 35, which will be coming out or maybe out by the time you've heard this. What else? Uh, for myself at Killer Carp Diem, uh, check out allbeerinside.com. Click on the Amazon.com or Amazon.ca link. Costs you nothing extra. And We're I get a little bit. I would been like paying to, uh, Carp's rent for the last three months. <laughs> I would like to thank Old School and Old School's company move for getting me a decent sized gift certificate, which I still have to wait for because it's two months between purchase to gift certificate. Um, what else? Yeah, at Killer Carpe Diem. And uh, if you want, you can follow my beer ventures on my Instagram at Killer Carpe Diem as well. Awesome. Thank you, guys. So for Heavy Set, Carp, this is old school saying thank you very much for listening. For years, Sony has tried to launch a Spider-Verse to call its own. Some have been good. Some have been bad. Some have been venom. 
and some never even started swinging. Now they're back with an all new strategy. Saying f it and doing all the spider stuff at once. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Strap in with this fresh take on your favorite neighborhood superhero. That's probably one of the best movies of 2018, but it's got a lot of spiders in it. I don't know. This movie's a work of art, man. Maybe I'll just run out the clock on this one by pushing random buttons in my booth. Hmm, what's this one do? Uh, that's not a good sound. Whoa, I don't think I'm in my recording booth anymore. Who are you? I'm Epic Geek Girl, the voice of Honest Trailers from an alternate dimension. Just sunny, upbeat, and emotionally healthier. And... And what? That's all the explanation the movie gave. Wanna team up for this one? Heck yeah! Suit up for a fresh new take on the Spider-Man franchise that combines jaw-dropping camera work and fever dream visuals. With a multicultural hip-hop-fueled New York that proves Sony product placement is the one constant in the multiverse. To create a mold-breaking superhero story with the meta of Deadpool and Lego Batman. Save it for Comic-Con. What's Comic-Con? The heart of Superman. And the visual style of Pix. Actually, this movie doesn't look anything like the animation we've gotten used to. Does every animated character in your reality do the eyebrow thing too? Yep. Uh, this booth is getting kind of crowded. Who are you three? I'm the Epic Dungeon Master, a far traveler from a distant realm who earns his keep being critical about movies. Yes, yo, la voz épica de la mujer telenovela. Yo regreso el pasión a los honest trailers. G'day, I'm Australian voice guy. I'm Australian. Huh, how's that work? Boobs. Uh, that makes yeah, sense. That works. Shall we continue this quest? Let's do this. Park your Peters, because there's an all-new Spider-Man on the block, Miles Morales. He's a relatable, sweet, nerdy high school kid that was bitten by a radioactive spider. Y destruido por la muerte de su tío y su amor por Gwen Stacy. Wait, how is he all-new? This Spider-Man likes Post Malone. Calling it Chris now, baby, I'm a wreck. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes yeah sense. completely different. But you won't want to walk a mile in his loose-fitting shoes, because this spider guy doesn't just have one coming-of-age problem. He's got all of them. From dealing with his demanding dad. Finding his artistic voice. To fitting in at a new school. Y manteniendo un amor prohibido de otra dimensión. Living away from home for the first time. And puberty. It's a puberty thing. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Crikey, just so much puberty. Please stop sticking. But Miles isn't alone on his spider quest. Because plenty of spider folk are joining his party. From the hot bod version. To the dad bod version. Y Nicolas Cage haciendo el papel de el mismo. Sometimes I let matches burn down to my fingertips just to feel something, anything. John Mulaney playing himself. I just washed my hands, that's why they're wet. And one that's so anime, I'm amazed she's not licensed by Funimation. Together, they'll battle all new takes on classic spider bad guys. Like the chaotic, neutral, and completely terrifying Prowler. And the sexy cat lady version of Doc Ock. All led by the Kingpin, a tragic villain mourning the loss of his wife, his son, and his neck. Hey, don't take my punchlines in my own booth. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Ugh, this is a mess. How did the movie keep all this manageable? So take the leap with a movie that sounded like a terrible idea when you first heard about it. But ended up being so good we can't wait for more Miles. Or Gwen Stacy. Or whatever they throw at us. I'm down. Down under. 
Get it? I'm Australian. O quizás una saga trágica de la hombre araña encontrándose con su propio clónico. Los dos creando ese ser, el Peter Parker real. Pero en un momento climático, uno se muere en una explosión. ¿Era la hombre araña real o el clónico? Except for that one. Well, guys, it's been fun, but it's time to wrap up. How do you want to do this? Starring. Well, I would watch 500 miles. Peter Piner plucked a pack of Peter Parkers. Depression sweats, depression sweats. They're as sad as things can get. Plot recluse. Boss Baby, 2099. Squiddy Woman. John Hamm. My Hero Arachidemia. Cage Against the Machine. And hey. And Purple Shala Ali. Bug Hero 6. You know, you guys could always stay. We could be an epic voice family. Sorry, mate. Kangaroos to box. Además que te amo. Nunca podemos estar juntos. Yo tengo que regresar a mi propio cabina. Until we meet again, my friend. Is it Tuesday yet? Plus, if we stay here, our atoms will explode. So later, nerds. Bye, Felicia. Oh man, I hope they come back soon. Because I'm not watching the Jared Leto Morbius movie by myself.